The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. So, welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 11. Yes, that's the number with two ones in it. Yeah. So, do you hear about the shooting in San Bernardino? Yeah. It was another jihad attack. Yeah. Workplace violence and everything. In this case, it might be workplace violence and terrorism because uh, theories about he got mad and was planning an attack but then decided, you know what, let's do it today and we're going to do it at this shitty job I got. Yeah, maybe, who knows, but uh, but this was a jihad attack. <laughs> That's what it was. Still waiting on that Tea Party assassin or a Christian white supremacist attack, but I guess those guys are still out there camping with Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. As for Muslims suffering hate crimes from uh, right-wing freaks, you can take a deep breath on that, too. You see, the only groups Muslims have to fear are other Muslims. You know, the bad ones. Anyway, it was another shooting, and it too was quickly exploited for the same old song and dance. The guns, the guns, of course. We need to close loopholes and get guns out of the hands of nasty people. Well, uh, how do you tell if a guy's nasty? This is, uh, the new background check's going to include the Vulcan mine mill. So far, reports are that in this attack, the guns were purchased legally. So, uh, if these attackers had no criminal record, another background check will do nothing. And, uh, uh a little delay is not going to stop the jihad. Besides, terrorists, like criminals, do not obey laws. Exploiting mass murder for the sake of a new gun law will only criminalize millions of innocent people. Yeah, only law-abiding people obey laws, and law-abiding people aren't killing people. It's funny, the left preaches that Muslims have nothing to do with terrorism, but when it comes to gun violence, all gun owners are guilty. (laughs) Anyway, I've covered this crap before, and it's probably going to have to be reiterated again and again, because this is going to keep happening, and for one reason or another... um, It's important to remember, the left views Islam as the faith of the third world. That's because to the left, the third world was, and is, a victim to white, western, imperialism, and colonialism, and all that shit. And uh, with the third world so oppressed, the left sees them as the underdog. And so they're more than willing to give them a pass on any, you know, indiscretions they might engage in. This is why they invented political correctness, to protect certain groups, like Muslims, from terrible things, like words. That's important. You can't have feelings getting hurt. 
You know, law enforcement knew what this attack was long before they announced it. Now, the release of information on an ongoing uh, investigation is not as significant as the actual tactics of said investigation. Now, I bring this up because, uh, you know, after that uh, the, the Fort Hood shooting happened, it was learned that Major Hassan, the shooter, was openly espousing for jihad against America. Yeah, well, soldiers heard him talk about it. He carried that card about soldier of God and all that stuff. So the Army, in response to this, did what you would expect, right? Yeah, they promoted him. <laughs> yes, hey, because, you know, he's a Muslim. We can't have this, you know, white-dominated nation, this white crystal nation, you know, uh, pushing this poor guy around just because he's a Muslim. Well, it's not because he was a Muslim. It's because he was siding with the enemy in a time of war. <laughs> and he's a soldier in your army. You're going to keep him there? The least you could do is boot him out. But they didn't. So he killed some people. Yeah, that was the first workplace violence <laughs> attack. Um, no, that wasn't it. Um, you know, I mean, I'd like to think that law enforcement uh, won't be so hindered by political correctness, but I'm not optimistic. I'm pretty sure it's already happened. Um, I mean, an investigation should be methodical and uh, follow wherever the evidence leads. But uh, this is increasingly unlikely. The NYPD had uh, undercover investigations of radical mosques in New York, you know. And they had good reason to, because uh, remember that attack that happened a while back? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they'd been doing that, because they got all these mosques where these guys meet. And uh, it's a likely place to look for possible cells. And, you know, you're looking for information to try to prevent the attack from happening. And besides, it's what you do in war. You need intelligence. So, but Mayor de Blasio ended that program. I could go into this in detail, but basically, the mayor fears the appearance of discrimination more than the consequences of the war we're in. And sadly, he's not alone in that line of thought. Because, like I said, you know, he's a hardcore lefty. Pretty damn hardcore, too. <laughs> and, uh,. So, of course, he's immediately going to be at that mindset to uh, see the uh, all of this is just racism against Muslims or racism or uh, discrimination uh, against an ethnic group or religion. And so that's all he's going to see. You know, you can't argue any other uh, realities of this. And he says, no, that's just some mean, nasty cops, closed-minded and bigoted and uh, oppressing uh, some poor, innocent people who are just practicing their religion. We are at war. A president can't just declare it over. And the reason because he can't just declare it over is because the enemy hasn't stopped. I mean, he can declare it. You know, he pretty much has. But it, it means nothing. You know, it's like saying the sky's pink. It's not, but, you know, you could say it. The jihad is a movement. And it's born out of an interpretation of Islam. You can interpret anything. I mean... You know, people are like, hey, there's all this violent stuff in, uh, in the Quran, so you can say these guys are following it to the letter. And says, well, there's all kind of violent stuff in the Christian Bible, and that's true, there is. But no one's acting on it. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to put homosexuals to death, but uh, no one does it. And uh, But they do in Muslim countries. 
Uh, Isis just loves doing that. Anyway, uh, movements are defeated by crushing its spirit, you know? You gotta break that move. You gotta crush them into thinking this is the way to go. And there's gotta be continuous uh, humiliating defeats. And eventually, uh, yeah, yeah, you give up and uh, look for another way. That's when they start having epiphanies about, wait, God wants us to do something else. And, you know, there you go. Because wars end in victory and surrender. There's no other way. Uh, all this PC crap and uh, rules of engagement we've had over the years is why this has been 14 years since 9-11. You know, with this war, it is nonstop. And it just, I mean, well, nonstop. I mean, they had these lags in it. And then we, okay, we can go home. And then, oh, we got attacked again. Because yeah, it's not over. Uh, once upon a time... <laughs> There was a land called Japan. Japan went to war with America under the Bushido Code of Honor. Yeah, there's no surrender under Bushido. You fight to the death. And, uh, but uh, the thing about fighting to the death is uh, it's, it's kind of often easier to uh, accept that idea when the death in, in the war is likely to be quick. You know, usually a bullet or maybe even a knife will uh, martyr you for your, your cause or country. So, yeah, uh, the Japanese soldiers, uh, they were hyped up on that, and uh, they pretty much lived by it, you know. And eventually they even had, the, you know, the kamikaze units and stuff like that, but uh, that wasn't all of them. But, uh, but the, yeah, the Bushido Code, you don't surrender. And uh, but uh, So in the face of Bushido, America brought out weapons like flamethrowers. <laughs> And some amount of surrender began to happen. <laughs> because, uh, you know, when you're facing that bullet to the head, you're, you, you, you can probably jump into that. But when uh, being wrapped in flames, <laughs> um, that's a different story. And so uh, firebombing was used on Japan and ultimately, of course, the atomic bombs. And Japan surrendered. That's an end to a war. There's still a Japan out there. It's Oh, yes, it's still there. <laughs> it's a little weird, and they uh, make Godzilla movies. But uh, it's, it's Japan, and it's just got a different spirit. The old one was destroyed and crushed. So there'll still be Muslims after this war. They'll just be different than, you know, Islamic State, Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah, and the Muslim Brotherhood. Etc., etc., etc. Yeah, people need to understand that uh, if your faith has to be enforced through the barrel of a gun, you don't have any faith. That's just force. I've said this before, and I guess I'm going to have to keep saying it. So when they learn that lesson, eh, eh, they'll be in a better place. Oh, yeah, and speaking of faith, uh, despite what some shitty New York paper said, uh, I'm going to offer my thoughts and prayers to the uh, survivors and uh, victims of this uh, attack. Because that's pretty much all you can do in the face of something like this. Passing some shitty law that won't even address what happened here, and they won't, uh, won't do anything at all. Now, if you don't believe in God and all that, then I guess it is pretty useless, but... Uh, but sympathy, you know, condolences, that's the best you can do. Because when people are gone, they're gone. 
and shitting on somebody for doing that is just really snotty. And once again, another exploitation of uh, this terrifying event. So yes, my uh, sympathies, condolences, and uh, prayers to the uh, survivors. And so on that note, uh, we'll take a little break and then come back with uh, a conclusion to the night-night romance story with the flying pig. Yes, it's finally coming to an end. This one's a long one. In fact, most of the show is just night-night this time. But uh, so, uh, so yeah, after these messages, get ready for night-night. In space, no one can hear. I stand corrected. Hey gang, it's Mr. Nelson again. Hey, you like sci-fi movies and outer space adventures? Well, now you can watch one with me. Our film is called Cosmos, War of the Planets. It was Italy's answer to Star Wars, but for some reason it just didn't catch on. Maybe it was the cheap special effects, or the below soap opera level acting, or maybe it was just the fact that the studio forgot to turn the damn lights on. Anyway, our sci-fi romp stars, John Richardson, who once had a shot at being James Bond, but he lost out to George Lazenby. Richardson just couldn't get a break. I mean, it's one thing if you lose out to Sean Connery, or maybe even Roger Moore, but George Lazenby? <laughs> oh well. Warning. Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So what are you waiting for? Head over to cellfly.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. There you'll find all the films that I've graced with my smart-ass commentary. So again, head over to cellfly.com slash Nelson. Ready, set, bet with Andy Lurie. In Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Hunter Thompson refers to a moment when he was begging his buddy to throw the radio into the bathtub with him when it hit the peak moment at the end of the song White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. He's like, I want to die, and that's when I want to go out at that peak fucking moment, so throw the fucking radio in. That's a funny fucking way to go out. If you take anything from my podcast today, people, it's when you commit suicide, think of the music that you're going to be doing it to. And you don't want to do it to something fucking maudlin. You don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to play a real sad Doors song, or I'll play Adele. Great talk radio isn't dead. When you kill yourself, this holiday season pick a good song it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com this is your ass this is your ass in prison any questions this has been a public service announcement reminding you that if you do the crime you will do the time hard time where can you find the Bob Levy show it's in my ass it's in my ass <laughs> Bob, no, no, no. You can find The Bob Levy Show on iTunes and at Stitcher and... In my asshole. <laughs> Bob, stop, stop. No, you can find The Bob Levy Show at radiomisfits.com. So what are you waiting for? My asshole. Well, maybe that too. You're listening to a podcast from RadioMisfits.com.
In our last episode, Night Night traveled to the old abandoned warehouse district in search of the Snakehead Gang. He found them, but was met by a rocket that destroyed his night tank. Safe within his Night Night battle armor, Night Night stirs to find himself on his back, surrounded by the smoking remains of his tank. Huh? What? I... I'm alive. I... I mean, of course. Once again, the mighty Night Knight cheats death thanks to the genius of my invincible Night Battle Armor! I... I can't seem to move. Damn it! I can't get up! The power must have went out. And what's worse... Just a bunch of wreckage. Go and I think I can hear Snakehead's goons coming. Smoke, Come on, move, uh, damn you! Hey! I found oh, him! Shit. He's over uh, here! Uh, oh, damn it, <laughs> He's stuck on his back like a stupid fat turtle wiggling. <laughs> Fools. Of course, my armor is 100% bulletproof. Now I should play dead, but, but no! I cannot allow even the illusion of victory over me. <laughs> you foolish fools. Your silly weapons are useless against the night night. Say, man, go and get some chain and hook his ass up to the crane. Ha! <laughs> oh, yeah! Wait, what? And so Snakehead's men do indeed attach a chain to one of Night Knight's armored ankles, lifting him aloft through the use of a nearby crane. Once in the air, they position him over the bay. No! No, wait, damn it! No! <laughs> the henchmen only laugh at Night Knight's pleas as they drop his armored farm into the waters below. Down plummets Night Night to the very bottom of the bay. Oh my god. I'm gonna die! Ah! No. It can't end like this. <laughs> wait. Wait. What's this? A, a figure swimming toward me. It's Frogman! <laughs> the idiot is trying to talk to me underwater. Wait. What the hell? He... He's swimming away! What? You... You asshole! I should have told Sun King about you and Moon Maid so he could have burned your balls off! Minutes pass agonizingly by when Frogman returns with a large shadowy form behind him. As the form nears, its features reveal that it's... a 30-foot sea monster! What the hell? <laughs> Look behind you, moron! The monster grabs the screaming, panic-stricken Night Knight and tosses him into its mouth. <coughs> then the creature surfaces and approaches a nearby bank upon which it barfs up Night Knight. <coughs> oh God, what a mess. <sighs> you okay in there, Night Knight? Okay! <laughs> that monster tried to kill me! Ah, oh, hell, Bruno wouldn't hurt a fly. I telepathically told him to rescue you. What? Yeah, yeah, he, he's just one of them sea monsters from the deep sea that nobody knows nothing about. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. Look, help me out of this armor. The power system's fried and I, I can't move. The release switch is in my back. Push it. Hmm, uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. <coughs> Finally out of there. Whew. Uh, well, hey, aren't you going to do something about the, the, the Kraken over there? Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And with that, Frogman telepathically tells the giant creature to go home to the depths of the ocean. <coughs> ah, damn it, Frogman! Oops. <laughs> Man, that was almost a wet one. Better head back to the sea myself. The sea? No, you idiot! Look, there's a porta potty over there. Use that and shit like a human being. All right, all right, jeez. <laughs> ah! Just what I think nothing can surpass the idiocy of Bubo. Well, to be fair, Frogman's brain is dulled by years of alcohol consumption. Well, Bubo just doesn't have an excuse. Suddenly, behind Night Night, the sea monster returns, rises out of the water, and begins to walk on land. Holy shit! I, I, I gotta go get Frogman! 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 That creature of yours is back! It's attacking the city! Frogman? Frogman! Asleep? You, you gotta be kidding me! And so, the 30-foot monster walks among the streets of Cityopolis to many a panicked streak of the populace. But the creature is harmless. It is merely curious about the city and has no intention of hurting anyone. Meanwhile, at one end of town flies the light, and on the opposite end leaps the flea. Suddenly, both superheroes spot the sea monster. Great, Great Luminata. That creature's enormous. I've got to act fast. What the hell is that thing? No time to wonder about that. I've only seconds to lose. Still unaware of each other's presence, the two superheroes quickly form plans on how to save the day. With my plasma light energy, I should be able to capture and toss the monster back into the water. Using my super speed, I should be able to create a wind funnel that'll suck the creature back out to sea. And so the two men act simultaneously. The light holds the creature in his force field, while the vortex created by the flea acts much like a blender, tearing the monster to pieces. Pieces which scatter all over the streets. Good lord! What, what a mess! Now oh, it'll take weeks to clean up this shit. Damn it, Light! I had this solved until you stuck your glowing nose into it. Oh, oh just you shut up, you butthole. Butthole? Is, is that all I am to you? Oh, jeez. I think I'll leave you two alone. Suddenly, members of the media arrive on the scene. Night-night, night-night, what are you doing here? Are you somehow behind this monstrous attack on the city? What? No! For once, you can't blame me for this disaster, as I had nothing to do with it. Well, that's not exactly true. See, I called this creature to save Night-Night's sorry drowning ass. What? Damn it, Frogman! Oh man, we gotta rush this in and get it on the news! And now, it's time for City City News, starring your anchors, 
Wiener Wanker and Trixie Turner, Buddy with Sports and Sparky with the Weather. Now, here's Wiener. Hello, I'm Wiener Wanker. Tonight, the city was assaulted by a 30-foot sea monster the likes of which science had no prior knowledge. Before the creature could cause more damage, superheroes from the ASS destroyed it. However, in doing so, they may have caused more property damage than the monster itself. Night Knight was on the scene, and some speculate he had something to do with this disaster, though he denies it. But one of our reporters managed to get this exclusive comment from Frogman. For once, you can't blame me for this disaster, as I had nothing to do with it. Well... That's not exactly true. See, I called this creature to save Night Knight's sorry drowning ass. But, damn it, Frogman! Hmm, I must say, Wiener, Night Knight looks very suspicious there. More on this story as it progresses. In the meantime, police have made an arrest of suspected crime lord Snakehead. Officers were called to the high-rise office of Snakehead due to reports that his sofa had been tossed out of his window, crashing to the street below. That's right, Trixie. Upon entering Snakehead's office, police found blood splattered everywhere and signs of a struggle, plus a dead man with his arms ripped off. It is assumed that this dead man had something to do with the bloody scene, so Snakehead was taken into custody and charged with first-degree murder since evidence at the, uh, um... Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I'm sorry, I... Uh... A, a wiener... We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Turn that shit off, Bubo. It's nothing but biased media trash. Yeah, but now we know Snakehead's been arrested. I guess the crime solved itself. No, Bubo. Snakehead wouldn't have been caught without me. But you didn't do anything. I'm the one Snakehead threw the sofa at thus setting up the chain of events of his downfall, thus another great victory for the Night Knight. Uh, I'd better head over to Wet One's office and make sure he knows this, lest that glory hound steal my credit. And later at Wet One's office! And so, Wet One, that's how I enabled you to capture Snakehead. What? <laughs> that's bullshit! At that moment, Snakehead is being escorted past Wet One's office on his way to lockup. So, Night-Night, I have you to blame for this. Well, I won't be behind bars forever. I'll get out, and when I do, I'll get my revenge. I'll rip your arms off and shove them both up your fat ass. Well, you, you, you don't scare me, Snakehead. Oh, yeah? What's that stain on your tights? <laughs> The next morning, at the luxurious home of Lyle Richmond, who is in reality Night-Night, we find Suey Jones, who is in reality the Flying Pig, lounging about and enjoying said luxury. And so I want you guys over here to see if you can do, like, an open concept deal. Yeah, like, there's... Yeah, 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 because, like... Yeah, yeah, because, like, there's all these shitty walls being wasted on, like, secret passageways and that kind of crap. Yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. And hey, 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 money's no object. Suey. What? Oh, um, yeah, look, I gotta go. What? Oh, God, what are you still doing in that stupid costume? You need to get out of that shit and grow up! <laughs>
Well, this is my house. You can't... No, Lyle, it's my house. You'd better do as you're told, or I'll blow the whole lid off this sick, sad playhouse of yours. Now scram. It's time for my stories. Night Night retreats to his study, where he is joined by Boobo and Smedley. I... I've lost her. <laughs> Never had a fool. The sweet, delicate angel she once was has become a brutal, annoying nag. I'll have to try to do a do-over. Wh what do you mean? To the night's lair. Later, we find Suey Jones, who is in reality the flying pig, in the greenhouse, flirting with the gardener. Come on, girl. Give me those tits. No. <laughs> no, no. Stop, stop. <laughs> don't act like you don't like it, you silly tease. Suddenly, Night-Night appears, dousing both women with his nighty-night amnesia gas. Uh, I, I, I don't remember anything. All right, it's done. She won't remember anything about Lyle Richmond being the Night-Night. Smedley, you can take the gardener to her room, while Boobo and I return the flying pig to her crummy roach motel apartment. Yeah, but we gotta get her into her pig tights, so... I'll handle that. Go get the night cruiser ready. And later, in a seedy part of town, our masked marvels have arrived at the Flying Pig's shithole apartment. All right, we'll leave her here on the floor. Careful, you idiot! What's the big deal? Let's just go! With her memory erased, I intend to one day try again to save her from herself. Oh, man, shut up! Now, we'll leave her to awake to believe she had a bad, drunken, stoned-out bender. But, as Night-Night and Bubo open the door to leave, they find... Well, well, well. What? Great greasy gopher goo! It's the pachyderm prince of piracy and the mistress of mayhem! The pink elephant and the minx! Yeah, and while y'all was saying all that shit, I done shot you both with sleeping dots. What? Oh, no! Later, at yet another old abandoned warehouse... Night-Night and Bubo awaken to find themselves each tied to glowing shafts that extend from between the legs of two giant toy soldiers. Their hands and feet are bound, and their necks both tightly bound in a noose. Wakey-wakey, Nighty-Nut. I think you know everybody here. My girls, Flying Pig and Maiden Mud, an old buddy of mine, the Tickler, and of course, the Meeks. Elephant! This is an outrage! How dare you tie me up? We had a deal, damn you! Yeah, well, time's run out on that. So I'm going to need the mayor's itinerary now, Miss Style. What's this? The Minx? Is in reality District Attorney Felicity Style? It seems so, as the elephant rips off the Minx's mask, revealing D.A. Style's stunned face. I should have known. Damn you, elephant! You were supposed to unmask Night-Night, not me! Well, I tried, but Night-Night's suit is booby-trapped with electroshock, so I just decided to just kill him in an elaborate torture device. Well, you'll get nothing out of me. If I don't get Night-Night's identity, then you don't get the mayor's itinerary. Well, that's why I brought my buddy the Tickler. He'll make you talk. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can resist my tickle torture. <laughs> 
And soon the tickler begins to tickle the minx until finally she gives up the mayor's itinerary. Here you go, tickle man. You earned every cent. Plus, <laughs> I do enjoy my work. <laughs> yeah, later. All right, let's pack up and roll. Um, say, Pink, what's become of Night Night and Boo Boo? Oh, yeah. Hey, boys, listen up. In order to keep from being hung, you have to rub your asses on the glowing ball at the end of the shafts you is on in order to keep the shafts erect. Otherwise, they'll drop, and it's nighty night for night night. Damn you! You, 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 you peak putrid perverted pervert! <laughs> so long, night night! <laughs> hey, night night! The minx is loose! What? Minx! Miss Style, if you help us, I am willing to overlook your recent naughtiness. Kiss my ass! That bitch! Oh no, Night Night! The toy soldier peepees are starting to fall down! What? Quick! Use your ass to rub the head. There. It's rising. And so our heroes continue to suffer this deadly humiliation with no end in sight. I can't take it, Night Night! I've rubbed my crotch raw on this thing! Ignore it, Bobo. While there's life, there's hope. So rub your ass till it bleeds. Oh man. Just when I thought you guys couldn't look any more gay. Smedley? Smedley? And so Smedley rescues our caped wonders. So Smedley, how did you know to find us here? An anonymous tip. Wouldn't show if it was real, but after the description of that torture trap, well, I had to see that for myself. Great guardian angels. Hmm. Guardian, guardian angel, angel indeed. It, it must, must have been the flying pig. pig. She somehow escaped the effects of my amnesia gas. Probably found my antidote. Clearly my manliness confused her enough to stir her heart in my direction. And now, it's time for City City News! Starring your anchors, Wiener Wanker and Trixie Turner. Buddy with sports and Sparky with the weather. Here's Wiener. Hello, everyone. I'm Trixie Turner. Wiener is on assignment. Calamity was the scene in City Square this afternoon as Mayor Dudley DeMayer was seemingly attacked by the pink elephant before being apprehended by police. Sources say the elephant was trying to give the mayor a birthday card. As it turns out, the elephant is in reality Mayor Mayor's long-lost brother, Salmon DeMayer. What the hell? Well, one can never understand the motives of madmen. Oh, that bullshit for a card? That's stupid. Probably didn't even have money in it. I couldn't help but notice that Flying Pig wasn't among the members of Elephant's gang taken into custody. So, the pursuit is once again afoot. One day, she will be mine. And thus ends this sick, sad soap opera. For now, be here next week for a brand new Night Night Adventure. This has been a Nailsin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, 
Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? There's a new drug on the street. What do we got? Junkies dropping like flies. So, uh, I was, you know, a nine to fiver, pushing poo, when <laughs> I thought, hey, there's gotta be another way. I can't stop, man. This crack's a whack. Don't be a pussy. Crack is crack. No, man. Once you had plumber's crack, you never go back. Plumber's crack. He was a mild-mannered plumber, but behind the scenes, he was a drug lord puppet master of the mean streets of Philadelphia. So, I had all this coke and I thought... Hey, let's see what some Drano will do. My god, the whole city has become a turd stuck between the jigs of plumber's crack. Uh, I'll suck your dick. I, I'll eat your ass. I, I'll swallow your hairy sack for some plumber's crack. <laughs> <laughs> Crack. Rated R. Losano and Friends. Eric Zorn from the Chicago Tribune. Yes. yes. This whole podcast thing is not new to you, right? I love podcasts. You're, I'm excited to hear about your network. Yeah. And uh, Well, it's I, not I my network. Let's make that clear. I'm just on the, the network. The network you're on. Yeah, network, I think yeah. you can say it's your network. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. But anyway, so, so <laughs> I mean, I, I really think I, I think that in, in, in 10 years, 15 years, terrestrial radio is going to be just gone. Yeah. The people are going to say, I don't want to listen to what, you know, what they want me to listen to at this time. I want to listen to what I want to listen to. On-demand listening, it's, it's getting easier. Easier and easier with all this technology we have. I think it's just the, it's the way it's going. And Mike Pesca has a good daily podcast on mm-hmm. Slate, and he makes the argument that most people don't listen on their iPods anymore. Most people don't have iPods right. anymore. They listen on their phones. They listen right. on all the various devices. And he just says it's radio. Because, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't say, well, if you're getting HBO, that's not television. If you, if you watch something on Netflix, it's not television. It's, it's television. So what, this, what we're doing here is radio. And it's just because it's delivered in, in a different medium doesn't mean it's not basically the same thing as radio. And the, and the, the term podcast, it sounds really weird to people. It sounds foreign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, and they don't get it if you just say, I've got a radio show. What station is on? Well, it's on Bolsano.com. Right. No, that's, that's not a radio station. Well, yeah, it is a radio station because that's, that's what radio has become. Right. You are cutting edge, my oh, friend, and so am I. Would you come on my podcast? Would I come on your what? Lasano <laughs> <laughs> and Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. A lot of creepy, a lot of good-looking girls in this audience now. I got a fucking log in my underwear. That's right, I have a wooden cock. I was circumcised with a pencil sharpener. Our pal, the late, great Otto Peterson, is no longer with us. But his legacy of laughs lives on at autoandgeorge.com. There you can order Otto and George's new DVD slash CD in concert. And you can get his new t-shirt. Or anything Otto and George can be found at autoandgeorge.com. The Bob Levy Show supports Warrior Point. Warrior Point, Inc. was created to be the number one rallying point for any and all veterans who have honorably served this great nation. It does not matter whether you served your time during peacetime, wartime, or if you're still serving. 
at Warrior Point, you can join the brotherhood of your fellow veterans and buttress one another and to help raise awareness of the issues you face as defenders of our nation. You can follow Warrior Point on Twitter at Warrior Point, like them on Facebook, and go to their site warriorpoint.org. And all of these links can be found at RevBobLevy.com. And now it's time for another episode of Perhaps, but maybe not. New anti-aging drug could extend human lifespan to 120 years. Science has been trying to figure out this whole aging thing for a long time now. And a new development just could be one of those watershed moments in history. According to the New Zealand Herald, a new anti-aging drug is going to be tested on human subjects starting next year. The potential result of this could mean that we, human beings, yes, that means you and me, could extend our lifespans to 120 years of age and be in good health to the very end. I'm not sure how that's possible. If you're in good health, how could you die unless someone murdered you? So I'm guessing like the last year or two, it won't be so great. Well, whatever. The drug in question is a widely used diabetes pill called metformin. Of course, this is a, this is a pill that treats diabetes. It's not a pill that gives you diabetes. <laughs> anyway, it costs mere cents to make. Metformin helps to increase oxygen flow on the cellular level, thereby slowing the necessary cell divisions that keep our bodies both functioning correctly, but ultimately lead to aging. Belgian researchers have tested the drug on roundworms and have had positive results, so the next step is to do a human trial. Wow, really? Straight from worms to people. Alright. That sounds about right. I've been doing research into aging for 25 years, and the idea that we could be talking about a clinical trial in humans for an anti-aging drug would have been thought inconceivable, says aging expert Professor Gordon Lithgow. But there is every reason to believe it's possible. The future is taking the biology that we've now developed and applying it to humans. Wow. So, in a roundabout way, diabetes can lead to long life. Who'd have thunk it? So, does a diabetes medication called metformin have the key to the fountain of youth? Perhaps. But maybe not. And now another story. This story concerns Goatman, half-goat, half-man hybrid, has been the subject of a decades-old urban legend. But now, the Internet thinks he's returned to terrorize Maryland and various other parts of the country. Goatman sightings have spread across various news outlets within the past week, and the beast was even trending on Facebook. But has anyone actually seen the Goatman? There are always new internet-generated reports of dogmen, goatmen, and similar creatures. Cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, who has studied goatmen in the past, told HuffPost in an email, In general, they are not new, but merely recycled. Legend has it that the goatman was an experiment gone awry. A scientist 
attempting to combine a human and a goat, but accidentally created a murderous creature that got loose and terrorized the streets of Maryland in 1957. Still, recent Goatman reports appear to have been unfounded. So, the 57 reports were... News outlets that covered the story linked back to a recent movie pilot post, which doesn't mention any recent Goatman sightings. Other sources include a cult of weird post from last year about a book on the topic and a Goatman video posted last year on the YouTube channel Strange Mysteries, but neither report any Goatman sightings within the past week. Looks like it's just another case of internet hype. People on Twitter didn't seem too psyched about the Goatman legend resurgence either. Many immediately brushed it off as false. However, that doesn't mean there aren't people out there masquerading as a half-goat, half-man creature. One example is of a hunter who dressed like a goat to blend in with his prey. And earlier this year, a Niagara Falls recycling organization introduced their new mascot named Totes Magoats, who looks eerily like the alleged goat man. The recent goat man buildup is reminiscent of the alleged sightings of the Jersey Devil in October. The internet was flooded with stories about the Jersey Devil urban legend after a New Jersey man posted a photo of what appeared to be the famed furball in mid-flight. So, there was internet hype, but then there wasn't. Eh. Was there really anything to talk about? Well, I don't know. Was there a goat man legend? <laughs> was there even a goat man? <laughs> Did anyone even bring it back up again? Perhaps. But maybe not. Well, it's time to once again turn out the lights here at RadioMisfits.com and bring the Mr. Nelson show to a close. Yes, I gotta get out of these night-night tights and uh, take a shower and go to bed. Well, maybe I'll watch a movie first. But anyway, uh, you can find me elsewhere. Uh, reading the news on the Conti and Kenny show. And I am also part of the Rob Saul show. They're live broadcast on Tuesday nights. And also the uh, radio show from WMEX, Boston, 1510 AM. That'll be on uh, 2 AM <laughs> Sunday mornings. <laughs> so... Uh, for you insomniacs out there, it's great news. So, uh, yeah, I'm a part of that. So, hey, there you go. Um, all right. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked.